Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast, a program about shaking up the comfort zone of small business team performance. For business owners, managers, and anyone who feels the smallest change in awareness can unlock transformational results to their organization. Here's your host, Scott Hopkins. Hello, my name is Scott Hopkins. Welcome to the Chaotic Theory Podcast. This is the third episode in the Team Dynamics Key Performer Series. Today's episode will continue the focus on building trust, but from the point of view of communication. Uh, It's an area where most people have a very hard time with not only understanding it, but perfecting it and knowing how to use it. George Bernard Shaw once said, the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. Think about this. Have you ever walked into a room full of people? Maybe it's a meeting or a convention or a party, and the sound of everyone talking simply fills your mind with white noise. Your ears aren't able to really pick up on anything of value. You walk through that ocean of noise, picking out words eventually and phrases without stopping to actually talk to anyone. Now, now ask yourself, what do you choose to focus on and what do you choose to tune out? You have a room full of white noise, and everybody is talking, but you're not talking to them. They're not talking to you. So how do you tune in what is really important? At what point does all of that white noise become effective communication? So that's what we're going to talk about today. You'd be surprised how many people think they're communicating effectively in their day-to-day lives, but don't understand why people don't seem to get whatever, they, whatever it is they're asking or saying. Think about social media today. Social media is just a lot of noise. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to get their opinion out there. And everybody wants their two minutes of fame or their 10,000 likes. But are we really communicating with one another? We've actually learned how to communicate less with people because of social media. According to a study by Elway Research, we are bombarded by over 35,000 messages a day. Texts, emails, phone television, radio advertisements, billboards, everything. Words you see and hear every minute of every day. But how many of them actually resonate or make an impression on you? During my Air Force career, effective communication was a cornerstone. It was the most important piece of what we did in our business every single day. Lives depended on our ability to communicate succinctly and clearly every single time. The ability to, to be direct, concise, and clear with communication sometimes meant the difference between getting the job done right or not, and a lot of the time held the lives of others in the balance. Misunderstanding information, orders, warnings, any of those could and many times did cost people, many times did cost people their lives. Oddly enough, With all of the radios, the computers, the data links that I had access to, information was still misunderstood. Part of the problem was that we were only using one aspect of communication. The information that is communicated is only one part of the greater equation. And since it's very hard to convey emotion or feelings through text or over less than clear radios, many times the message was lost, regardless of the information. Many people are surprised to learn that almost 90% of how you communicate 
to those around you has nothing to do with the words that you're conveying or the information that you're giving them. Communication is something we learn innately in life, but rarely take the time to really develop as a mastered skill. We don't teach communication in elementary school. We don't teach communication in college. We're actually told in elementary school, high school, you have something to say. So we're expected to take in the information, but not truly understand it necessarily. With the advent of social media, texting, limited character counts for brevity, people spend less and less time mastering communication skills. And it's seen every single day in our work environments, in our day-to-day lives. Communication is about connecting. Connecting through communication creates the trust that organizations need in their teams. Connecting, according to many of the greatest minds in the leadership development industry, is creating a bond between you and the person you're communicating with that shows you care about them. You're able to help them and they can trust you. You might remember I mentioned in the last episode about one of the leaders that I worked with while I was in the military, how he would walk around the unit, how he would talk to people, how he would, he would, know, he would know little bits of information about the family, about the day-to-day things going on. This is what I mean when I talk about connecting. A leader's ability to connect with his people is going to engender trust in his people. It doesn't take a lot of time and energy to engender that kind of trust. It just takes the ability to think about the things that are important to the people that you're trying to work with and you're trying to connect with and making sure that they feel that connection when you're talking. Remember, we spoke about this before, but everyone is driven by their own personal needs and motivations. While it seems selfish to admit it, It's no less a fact of nature that every living thing on the planet will think about itself and its own safety and survival first. The ability to connect with others begins with understanding the value of people. Jim Collins, author of Good to Great, observes, those who build great companies understand that the ultimate throttle on growth for any great company is not not markets or technology or competition or products. It is the one thing above all all others, the ability to get and keep enough of the right people. If you remember the back in the first episode, I talked about the companies that focus on developing their people and showing them they are valued, tend to get better performance out of their teams. But how do owners and managers and bosses do that? The ability to communicate and connect with their team is vital to building trust. That said, it brings up the main point of this podcast. Ralph Nichols noted, The number one criteria for advancement and promotion for professionals is an ability to communicate effectively. So how do you communicate in a way that connects with people? As a leader, awareness of effective communication with your team is imperative in influencing your people to follow. Steve Jobs was once quoted as saying, management is about persuading people to do things they don't want to do, while leadership is about inspiring people to do things they never thought they could. Think about that for a minute. Managers get people to do things they don't want to do. Leaders inspire people to do things they never thought they could. Think back to the first episode where we discussed the scene from the movie Office Space, where the managers are trying to get compliance from the employee for forgetting his cover sheet on a TPS report. As I mentioned in that episode, the directive for the change was sent out in a memo 
and when the employee is confronted with the obvious disregard for the policy, they offer to get him another copy of the report, instead of trying to understand why he failed to follow the direction. Managers show no interest in actually hearing the employee's reasons. Their body language, their facial expressions communicated that they already had a planned response to anything that was said the situation. And the way they acted told the employee they didn't value even hearing their problems. They simply wanted the problem solved. In contrast, from a leader's point of view, being able to inspire people to do things they never thought they could. We call these people leaders. We also call them influencers. Those who are able to influence and motivate people to drive others to do the impossible they engage three main components of good communication. Something we know, something we feel, and something we do. When somebody truly connects with another person, they take the time to get to know things about that person. They show that person that they are intent and interested, and they give them a sense that they truly care. Developing good communication practices as a leader motivates those they lead by showing them that you understand them and are focused on them, and that you have high expectations of them. What you need to see from that leader, people need to see your conviction and your passion, and they need to see your example. And what they need to feel, they need to feel your confidence in yourself and in them, and they need to feel your gratitude for them. We spoke a lot in the first two episodes about how credibility is a key component in creating trust in an organization. A large part of that credibility is created or destroyed in the way leaders communicate their ideas or their knowledge to others. We spoke about presenting a picture from which an organization can derive their purpose and their values. All of these are shared, conveyed, internalized by the organization through good communication. A leader's credibility or an organization's credibility is the means by which they create high-performing teams. Understanding that, and finding ways to capitalize on effective communication is the difference between performance and failure. The big thing to remember here is that communication goes beyond words. Communication goes beyond words. The more you do go beyond words, the greater chance you'll have to connect with your people. So ask yourself a question before we move on. What could you improve right now in the things people see about you to better connect with them? How could you better communicate that with them in a way that doesn't include just speaking and conveying information? A few years ago, I was at a convention put on by John Maxwell and his, on his brand of leadership development and personal growth. Now, for anybody who's never heard John Maxwell speak, you're missing out. During this convention, John regaled for the audience the process he takes of preparing for a speech. And let me tell you, it is a process, and it is a process for a reason. There's one reason John Maxwell is considered one of the greatest communicators in the world. And that reason is because he never walks into a speech or an engagement unprepared. He never walks in without being able to connect, to connect with his audience. The man has binders and file folders full of notes about people, reminders of events, special quotes, and pictures that he's collected through the years. And those are the key points he builds into every speech. He makes it a point to share the personal moments between him and another person with others to tell a story and to make a point. Ask yourself, what is John Maxwell doing in those moments? 
John Maxwell is building or reinforcing a connection with the people he's talking to by touching them in a close emotional way. When others hear and see and feel the passion conveyed on a subject by a speaker, leader, influencer, they can't help but to be drawn in. Professional self-help motivational speakers like Tony Robbins or Simon Sinek have the influence of power they do because they understand the stringing the audience along for the ride. And while at the same time, they're touching something in those people's minds that they feel needs to change. Stories, emotions, actions that we all have in some way share, but in a different context, can be tapped into by a prolific speaker. Think about a time when you went to hear a speaker and everyone in the room was ooing and aahing over what the person was saying, yet the whole time you something weren't feeling it. You heard the words, you understood the message, but you just didn't feel it. It didn't resonate with you. It didn't touch you emotionally, so it had no effect on you. The other key aspect of connecting that John Maxwell brings to everything he does is that he gives. He gives without question or concern, and he makes sure that every time he speaks to people, he is bringing value to them in some way. This loops back to what I said a minute ago about passion. People who connect with passion have something they care about enough to share with others. When a leader in an organization is passionate about the vision or direction or plans for the organization, that passion can be felt by the people they lead. That passion fills the organization with motivation and strength to reach any goal. That passion is communicated to the organization through words, thoughts, feelings, and actions. And when a person understands how to better develop the things they communicate using thoughts, emotions, and actions, they have a powerful tool to influence those around them. In the next episode, I'll be discussing differing personalities in an organization and how learning good communication strategies enhances the atmosphere of trust and credibility. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, if you found value in our discussion today, please go to www.chaotictheory.com and sign up to get updates and join the Chaotic Theory live group on LinkedIn. Also, share or like this podcast wherever you downloaded it. And if you want to find out more about the Team Dynamics series, check it out on my website at www.chaoticperformance.com. And remember, even the smallest change in awareness can bring transformational results.